Ladies and gentlemen, Fourth and Trollers, welcome back to Fourth and Troll Fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And we are back with a very spooky episode of Fourth and Troll Fantasy. Ooh. That's right. Ah, happy Halloween, you guys. It is a day where we dress up and indulge in loads of candy and have a grand old time and who knows? I'm gonna, I, I do. I'm gonna need it after this week of fantasy. My goodness, I need something to get me through. What well, was a crazy weekend of fantasy football, Wes? Yeah. How you doing? Um, I'm pissed off. <laughs> I had, I think, the worst fantasy football weekend of my life, and yeah. I've been playing for over ten years. This was, this sucked. Yeah. This was so bad. I did so well. In so many leagues, I, I think I'm in. I think I'm in eight, maybe nine total fantasy leagues. Yeah, I won one. Yeah, and it was against you in yeah. our 32 team league because you had to start Durham Smythe as your tight end because yeah. that's what those rosters look like. <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever. Oh, I was so mad. Yeah, I went up against. I had to write it down. I went, I, we got a long, I just, I went up against C.D. Lamb in two oh. leagues. And I went up against uh, Jordan Addison in two leagues oh. and Christian McCaffrey in two leagues. And in one league, in one league, this guy had Jalen Hurts. He had C.D. Lamb. He had Jordan, I'm pulling it up. I don't want to miss a <laughs> single part of this incredible. He had Jalen Hurts, Jordan Addison, C.D. Lamb, Alvin Kamara, <laughs> Trey McBride, and then Cameron Dicker, who just decided to kick 16 points for him. Golly! It's Oh, and then, and then, and then... You text me later last night on before the Monday night game. You're like, oh, do you have any fantasy implications? Like, hell no, I don't. <laughs> I've got a Monroe St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta. Ain't no way I'm going to catch up. And they start catching up. And it's like, gosh, I, I might have a chance to win. And then, and then they stop play. And then I lose by five points in two leagues. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. Just drink Baja Blast until you can't breathe anymore. I'm oh sick. I'm sick from this weekend. This was horror. Anyway, how are yeah, you? A very spooky weekend indeed. I'm okay, man. You know, I I experienced some highs, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I also experienced just a just a just a infuriating low. Because in the I've already ranted about this. Uh, about this league, West, that you and I are in, we've been in this league for six years together. It's with some of our really good friends, and uh, and we somehow not everyone has somehow met each other. It's just I, I kind of collected this group of guys, and we've all become friends through this through this fantasy league. Um, yeah, and I've ranted about it before, and you know I, I I scored the most points in the league and had a losing record and. You know, going into the later window of games on uh, on Sunday, I had about a 20% chance to win. And then my opponent had Patrick Mahomes. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I went into Sunday oh. night needing 30 points. And I had two guys left to play. And Keenan Allen, man, not, not the game we wanted, a better game than two weeks ago, but 14.9 yeah. points. And 
I said, you know what? I got a chance at this. You know why? I've got I've got Jacoby Myers on Monday night football, baby. I need 15 points. I needed 14.8 points from Jacoby Myers. Garoppolo starting, gonna get peppered with targets. And 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 I and I tempered my expectations because I've been extremely unlucky in this league. And and I and I said, you know, I need 15 points from Jacoby. I tweeted out. I said I need 15 points from Jacoby Myers on Monday night, which he has gotten in all but one game this year. So naturally, he's gonna score four points on Monday night. And I was too generous with my four <laughs> points. <laughs> I was too generous. 2.9 points. One one target for Jacoby Myers in a game where the Raiders were playing from behind the entire time. They needed to catch up. They decided to waste an entire drive on just touches to Josh Jacobs. I say waste. They scored a touchdown on him, but... Yeah, they yeah. It's just it's infuriating. <laughs> it's it's very frustrating. You know, it's it's very upsetting. And that was a low point for me this week. I will say though, another league I've discussed on this podcast is my uh is my work league. My work league where I came into week eight undefeated, seven and zero, And I had to start Miles Sanders this week in my work league. Oh gosh. Who had two carries. For zero yards oh. and zero fantasy points. And I was up. I, I I had Jalen Hurts. I had AJ Brown. I had Keenan Allen. I was up. But I wow. wasn't up confidently. And I and I said to my coworker today, or on Monday, sorry, at work, he had Jared Goff and Sam Laporta. And he was down oh. by like 30 something. I think high 30s. And he I said to him, I said, dude. I'm getting my first loss this week. You, you got me. Like, this is it for me. It's, it's Miles Sanders scored zero points. And I wasn't feeling very good. And then they kept running the football in the Lions game. And we got to near halftime, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a chance here. And then Jared sure. Goff connects with Sam Laporta on a touchdown to end the half, and I chalked it up. I said I lost. I got, I got my first loss this week. And then Jared Goff completed just six passes in the second half. And I took home a victory by three fantasy points this week to remain undefeated in my work league. I could not believe it. It was it was a miraculous victory. I thought, well, I, I got like eight points to to spare at halftime. So there's no shot of doing this. And then they scored a collective five points in the second half. Incredible. And I pulled out a win. Thank you, Jameer Gibbs. There you go. Pulled out a win remaining undefeated in my work league. So some Halloween downfalls and some Halloween victories. You know, what an eventful weekend. What a crazy week of football. Listen, we got a great, great show for you guys today. Hyped up and let down. Fluker for real, waiver buyer ads, a Thursday night preview, and mid-season review. We're looking over our top 10 positional rankings, quarterbacks and running backs on Tuesday's episode. Catch us on Friday for wide receivers and tight ends. It's going to be a fun time reviewing what we thought coming into the season versus what's going on right now. Before we do all that, follow us on our social media below. 
follow us. We're always putting content out there. And uh, while you're down there, subscribe, ring the bell, drop us a comment, let us know. Did you win? Did you have a, a Halloween victory or a Halloween nightmare? Let us know in the comments. It's going to be a fun wow. time. Before we do all that, let's jump into the news. We got some stuff to talk about before we continue on with the show, Wes. Oh, lots of stuff going on. Hey, whoever actually uh, poured coffee and uh, squirted some mayonnaise uh, when we said so last time clearly worked. So that paid off for Will Levis. So do the same. Maybe without the mayonnaise. Have a cup of coffee. Let's talk about the news. Couple bye weeks teams for this week: the Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, and San Francisco 49ers. Plan your lineups accordingly. Okay, so just a quick preface, preface. Heading into the news here: trade deadline is today at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Here, we will recap what we have heard by this morning on our. Uh, Next episode on Friday, but as of now, we're speaking about players on the teams that were on, uh, that were on as of the recording of this episode. So things may change by the time you listen to this. Okay, so starting with the first big news: Leonard Fournette signed with the Buffalo Bills yesterday morning. Just going to give us a quick two cents of my opinion, Noah's opinion on this. Um, I think he's sliding into Latavius Murray role. I think he's going to be a red zone power back. I think. There's something up with James Cook from Sean McDermott that clearly they don't want to give him the ball as much. And the snap count is going to be even lower. And I'm worried for James Cook fantasy outlook. But I don't exactly see Leonard Fournette as a fantasy option. He might be an Ezekiel Elliott type of fantasy player who just has maybe six rushing touchdowns the last seven weeks of the season. What are your thoughts, Noah? Yeah, I I think this is no more of a signing than or or intrusion on this Bills run game than Damian Harris was. I think I think Damian Harris I think there's a reason Leonard Fournette was a free agent until now. I think he probably isn't necessarily worthy of a ton of looks and snaps in a game, but even if he does slide into the Latavius Murray role, Latavius Murray has seen one game of 10 plus touches so far. I'm not necessarily worried about this Leonard Fournette stuff. I think Even if he takes Latavius Murray's job, I think this is something that they know and they've seen. And please let them have been convinced about the efficiency of James Cook. Maybe Ken Dorsey, I know you do follow me on Twitter. I know you saw the tweet. Hold on to it. All right, listen. So we'll see what happens here. I'm not too worried about the Fournette signing. If you want to take a shot in the deeper league, go for it, and, and you can pick him up. He should be available on your waivers. So give it a go if you want to, but I'm not too worried. I snagged him in most of the leagues that you could because, you know, he was a free agent and have yeah. any kind of playing schedule so you could get him. I got him there. Maybe I can package him and someone that might be excited on the opportunity. Maybe it's a good first game. We'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. So the Tennessee Titans confirmed that they are, in fact, listening to offers for Derrick Henry. But the Titans do play this Thursday, so just your lineups in case anything does happen with Henry. But they don't want to trade him. They've made that very clear. They also don't want to trade DeAndre Hopkins, especially after what he just did on Sunday. Of course, if the price is right, they will accept it. 
But it's very unlikely, as of what we heard going into today's episode, that he would be traded. The Giants also confirmed the same in New York, that they don't want to trade Saquon Barkley. They are still getting a lot of calls for him. Unless someone offers an expensive deal, Saquon Barkley is going to stay in New York. Again, reminder, he signed that one-year contract, even though he was going to potentially hold out. So we'll see what that looks like. There is a running back that last year was pretty good. This year has been a complete ghost. Dalvin Cook said he's planning to speak with the Jets front office and talk about his role with the team and could ask for a trade with the deadline in a couple of hours here. We'll see what happens there as well. Let's jump back to Thursday night from week eight. Baker Mayfield is dealing with a knee contusion, and he has some extra days from Thursday up until their next game on Sunday to rest. Um, but it's something to monitor, especially with um, the the traction for the wide receivers and how that is affected and the success that Chris Godwin has had and Mike Evans especially. You know the drill. Okay, biggest medical news of the week, of course, Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles tendon. He's going to be done for this season. There's obviously a lot of buzz and questions as to what the Vikings will do with this information. Are they going to go get a quarterback? Are they going to roll with... Jaron Hall, are they going to wait out and see what Nick Mullen looks like? A lot of questions. Obviously, this is going to (laughs) Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson owners. And let's not forget Justin Jefferson, who did mention that if the Vikings were not a contender, he might explore options in the offseason. We'll just see what happens. But hey, let's not forget in the real world of the season ended today, they are in the wild card. So, oh, Big blow. Okay. Darren Waller was ruled out early in the second quarter on Sunday with a hamstring injury. He said he was in pain, but was able to try to play through it. He thought he was going to, but during some crossing route in the game, he knew he needed to sit out. His week nine status is in question, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be a long-term effect at the moment. Obviously, injury history for Darren Waller, but we'll see what happens. Also back to the Giants, Tyrod Taylor went down. It's a pretty rough injury for him. He had a rib injury that sent him to the hospital and he stayed overnight. Um, I misspelled it on the notes. No one was giggling because I said riblet. It autocorrected to riblet instead of ribs. But he had a McRib um, injury. He's considered he had a McRib injury. He yeah. just scarfed down too many of Mark those for a Halloween treat. Yeah, <laughs> a little salty. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be good to go. He is clear concussion protocol. So while Tyrod Taylor is week to week, Daniel Jones will be back. He's going to start. Um, and we'll see what that looks like. Maybe with or without Darren Waller. We've been high on him because of Tyrod Taylor. We'll find out. So also quarterback news. Kenny Pickett is dealing with a rib injury himself. He is likely going to miss Thursday matchup. Mike Talman has a lot of optimism for this scenario. But of course... Mitch Trubisky would be under center if Pickett is out. He's going to be a game-time decision for uh, those that saw how some of that Steelers offense ran, some of those players that we're going to talk about in just a little bit here on our Thursday night preview. Kendrick Bourne, those that believes in him like we do here on 4th and Troll, is going to be done for the season, unfortunately, towards ACL on Sunday. That slides in a couple of options. I know I'm going to talk about some Patriots players coming up, too. Jonathan Gannon confirmed that Josh Dobbs will start next week because Kyler Murray is not ready. And then Jonathan Gannon confirmed that Kyler Murray may actually start. And if it's not him, it's not going to be Josh Dobbs. It could be Clayton Toon. So I guess Josh Dobbs is done for the Cardinals. Yeah, by the Maybe time you're we'll hearing this, happens. Josh Dobbs is a Minnesota Viking. So there you go. 
that's the that's the hope for the Vikings fans yeah. in the season, and yeah. we'll see what happens. Let's hope that's the case for you. Last little bit here. Uh, Will Levis is obviously still expected to start in their matchup on Thursday as Ryan Tannehill is still recovering from his injury. A lot of questions around that. When Tannehill is healthy, I think Tannehill's season career with Tennessee is done. But Matthew Stafford injured his throwing thumb on Sunday. And while it's not broken, he may miss some time. The time may be more than just <laughs> next week because Brett Rippon is likely going to start should Stafford be out, except Sean McVay wanted to let the media know that they are exploring quarterback options. We'll see what happens there. They did actually try to get John Wolf- Wolford from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. practice squad. And then Wolford said, no, thanks. <laughs> declined. And so we'll see. <laughs> he played for them last year. Yeah. I don't understand why he declined. But anyway, last piece here. Matt Eberflus confirmed that Tyson Bajant will start next week. Already confirmed that Justin Fields is not going to play next week. But again, didn't go on IR. So it may be week 10. We'll see what happens there in Chicago. That's it for the news. Now let's go through who got us hyped up and who got us let down for week eight. And let's just say this hyped up segment is brought to you by the NFC East. Yeah. Oh my So many people in the NFC East got us hyped up. CD Lamb, 41 points. Wes, you talked about him already. You had to go up against him. Probably won you the week if you had CD Lamb in that lineup. 41 points. Or maybe you had Dak Prescott, his quarterback, with 36 fantasy points. My goodness. Maybe you had Sam Howell over there with Washington Commanders. 38.98 fantasy points, 397 yards, and four touchdowns. Or maybe let's just stay in the NFC East. You maybe had Jalen Hurts, (laughs) 35.36 fantasy points. My goodness, a slew of players over there. And while we're at it, let's just stay there. A.J. Brown continues to be incredible. 33 fantasy points for him. There might be a new hot duo in Tennessee. DeAndre Hopkins with 34.8 fantasy points, four catches, 128 yards, and three touchdowns from new quarterback Will Levis, the mayo lover, the banana peel eater himself. (laughs) 34.6 fantasy points for Will Levis. Do you believe you could have had 70 points combined if you had the Will Levis, DeAndre Hopkins stack. God, why were they not my stud stack from our last episode? My goodness. I know. Who would have thought, man? Joe Burrow's back. That's right. 33.6 fantasy points for him. 43 rushing yards. Something to talk about there. My goodness. I think they had a designed QB draw in the game. It was like, oh, this is our quarterback who had a calf injury? Yeah. Never mind. We're good. All right. We're yeah. happy here. A miracle recovery, honestly. Unbelievable. It, it seems so like unlikely he was going to do anything. And then he's like, it's getting better. And we're like, yeah, right. You're getting sacked. And he's like, no, it's better. Watch. Boom, yeah, boom, I feel boom, better boom. than I ever have. Yeah. Uh, okay, Joe. Yeah, no, seriously. Watch. And then you hand the 49ers their third yeah. straight loss. There you go. There's that. Justin Herbert. Hey, half my stud stack was okay. They're 30 point. Zero two fantasy points, 31 for 41, 298, and three touchdowns. Let's get a few of those Keenan Allen next time, Justin. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Jameer Gibbs, my goodness, under the lights, 26 carries, 152 yards, and a touchdown. Five for five for 37 in the air. 29.9 fantasy points for Jameer Gibbs. My goodness. What a man. And then the last one here. 
Gus Edwards going from dud, my dud in week seven. Proving me wrong there and showing us all it's not just a one-week thing for Gus Edwards. 29.4 yeah. fantasy points for him. 19 carries, 80 yards, and three rushing touchdowns. My goodness, he had a nose for the end zone there. He heard that the Ravens might be in, in the market for a certain running back from the Tennessee Titans by the trade deadline. He said, no, I got this. We're, we're good over here. My goodness. Gus Edwards, what a man. Yeah. Let's talk about who let us down. Because there's a trio of Kansas City Chiefs that let us down. My goodness, Patrick Mahomes, 5.6 fantasy points, five turnovers for this Kansas City offense on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. Travis Kelsey, just 11.1 fantasy points. Isaiah Pacheco, in what should have been a huge game for him, I was excited to watch him play. 6.7 fantasy points. They got Miami in Germany on Sunday morning. It's going to be a fun time. I know they're not happy, and they're going to want to come out and play to win. I know Miami's going to want to come out and play to win. It's going to be a showdown, a potential preview of the AFC Championship on Sunday morning. It's going to be a fun time. I'm excited for it. Staying in the AFC, Lamar Jackson, just 13.9 fantasy points. What is it with these offenses that should be just throwing it all over? The Arizona Cardinals, and then they do nothing. They do nothing. I, what's going on here? Two weeks in a Cardinals row, the run way game better than their record. I guess so. I don't know. It's or they're just so easy to run against that it's they just don't end up. They're, maybe they're this year's Houston Texans. So you can't start quarterbacks and receivers. Oh. We all saw Jamar Chase go off against the Cardinals, and then it was like, well, I guess they're a fine defense now. Who right. knows? Listen, Christian Kirk, eight point six fantasy points. Maybe something's going on there in Jacksonville. Let's see what happens here. Kenneth Walker the yeah. third, eight points. What's going on there? I know he was a little bit injured, but Zach Charbonnet took over the backfield. It seemed like, hey, Dallas Goddard, 7.6 fantasy points. Puka Nakua with just 7.3 fantasy points. Tony Pollard, yeah. 6.5 fantasy points. I got a stat for you real quick. Tony Pollard. Please share. Tony Pollard has less fantasy points than Najee Harris over the last five weeks. Unbelievable. I am surprised, but as a Tony Pollard owner in in our uh, main league, I believe it. I believe it. It's been a little underwhelming that. I couldn't believe it when I saw you put him on the trade block this week, and I was like, what's he doing? It's Tony Pollard. I did it before the game too. Yeah, and then it was like, oh no, he's bad. Okay, he's not. He's not doing well. All right, <laughs> let's see what's going on here. Hey, and then the two receivers I, in <laughs> in Las Vegas, Jacoby Myers, my buddy, two point nine fantasy points, and Devonte Adams, two point one fantasy points. That's it for hyped up and let down. We're gonna do Crazy. some rapid fire fluke or for real, Wes. We got some names to talk about. We're gonna give a quick opinion. Jump to the next one. Starting out with Jameer Gibbs, 29.9 fantasy points. Fluker for real. For real, absolutely. 26 yeah. carries. Let's go, baby. Come I, on. Man, I hope we said it after last week. I hope, I hope there has been enough to see an uptick in his work whenever David Montgomery is back as well. They had 40 carries, by the way, because yeah. Josh Reynolds carried rushed 14 times. And Craig, I'm sure other yeah. they may have more Craig, yeah. Um I mean, it's crazy. Crazy yeah. how many times they ran the ball. 
Let's, yeah, but let's keep real. it going. Let's keep it going. Hopefully there's Maybe, a lot more go. there. Some some high regards from Dan Campbell about Jameer Gibbs before this game. So fun times. Gus Edwards, 29.4 fantasy points. Fluker for real. Did it again. That's for real. And 19 carries is beautiful in a yeah. Lamar Jackson offense. I mean, aside from the three tutties, I mean, that's Tutty the Troll. <laughs> that's that's for real. Yeah. Well, he is definitely the lead back. I don't think Justice Hill is going to be very involved from here on out. Trey McBride, 25.5 fantasy points. What do you think, Wes? I don't know now that Josh Dobbs is not the QB. I, yeah. I need to see it again, especially if it does happen to be um, Kyler Murray. Because then if you were to yeah. say this is Marquise Brown, I'd be like, oh, fire up, Marquise Brown. Yeah. Let's go, baby. But uh, I got to call it fluke just because yeah. of the quarterback change. I believe the same. Jalen Waddle, 25.1 fantasy points. Man, good to see him back there. Seven catches, 12 targets, 121 and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, with the targets, increase has been really great the last few weeks. So, I mean, obviously, Waddle can do this, so I'll say for real. But I also know that there are going to be some weeks where we got to put him back in our fluke for real segment on the bad yeah. side. But that's for real. Yeah, 100%. Jahan Dotson, 24.8 fantasy points. Fluke for real, Wes. I, I got to keep saying fluke on the commanders because I never know who it's going to be each yeah. week, man. Uh, he's great, but gosh, that stinks. Yeah, I think he had like 10 so targets great. collectively over like the four prior weeks before this game. So we don't, I don't know <laughs> right. what's going he's on here, but so inconsistent. Rashid Shahid, <laughs> 24.3 points. What do you think? Can't do it, man. Three catches, <laughs> 153 yards. I mean, you, you know, were you going to get 50, 50 yards a catch? I, I can't, yeah. That's, that doesn't feel sustainable. Yeah. It's, I, can't, I can't buy into that. I, that's all I, I gotta say. I can't buy into it. It's a fluke. Yeah, I will say there's something weird about Derek Carr in which he's like, I don't know if you've seen like the when like they've got like the mic on him and stuff, but he's like, uh, whenever he goes to the sideline and he's like, we need to dial up like a like a deep shot. He always tells the OC that it needs to be Rashid Shahid. Like he, it's it's he's he's always talking like when he's Mike, you can hear huh. him. And he goes, yeah, get it to Shahid. So who knows? Maybe something's there. But three three targets. Not not a thing there. Devonta Smith, twenty two point nine fantasy points. What do you think, Wes? I'm pissed. I forgot to mention my rant because it didn't matter because I lost by so much from that one guy that had everybody in our hyped up segment that I, yeah. I benched Devonta Smith. So I was like, forget it. I can't deal with a single digit. I'm going to roll out Waller and Hawkinson, which sounded like a great idea going in. It was like Tyrod Taylor and the Waller connection has been solid. Hawkinson got me a ton of points. So it was like, well, that was fine. But is it is it crazy for me to, to say Devonta Smith is a fluke? Is it crazy for me to say that this was a really good game and you can still line him up, but you have other options? Because this is A.J. Brown's show. A.J. Brown is an MVP candidate. And, and I, I don't think Devonta Smith will have games quite like this because that is a shootout when they play the Commanders. So I'm putting my stake in the ground out of spite and maybe out of bias. But I'm going to say fluke. Yeah, I agree. This is a fluke. I, I fully agree. Tyler Lockett, 22.1 fantasy points. Hey, my dud hey. for the week, Cleveland Browns. Best defense against the the wide receiver position. Tyler Lockett, one game with more than 60 receiving yards this season. Two double-digit weeks. You put that guy on your bench. You know who's a lot better of a start? Jacoby Myers. Mm. Mm. I'm so mad. 
<laughs> I'm so mad. It's I, 22.1 yeah. points. I, I got to try and sell him this week, I think, so I don't have to deal with this anymore. I'm so annoyed. I go on this rant on our Friday episode, Wes. I say this is the this is the one this is the one time. This is the first time this season I have to take him out of my lineup to put in one of my depth receivers, who I think is a better option, Jacoby Myers. Well, I would have won with Tyler Lockett in my lineup, so oh, that is just painful. And painful. I just I want to ship him out just because of that, just for doing that to me. So, fluke. There you go. That's what I'm going to say. Fluke twenty two point one fluke for Tyler Lockett. I'll, I'll I'll buy into saying that he that this is a fluke just because it 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 has not been a monster boom game that we know no. him to be as a boom bust player and and JSN is getting involved more and more so I'm I'm willing to say so high. Yeah, I agree. Jameson Crowder twenty two point five points. Bye. What, year what, what are we doing here? What's going on? Yeah. He had a crazy Who touchdown a time catch machine? in garbage time, but my goodness, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Taysom Hill, 22.5 fantasy points on one target. Wes? Yeah. I'm buying in. I'm I'm right there with you, pal. <laughs> Taysom right behind Hill. you, the checkout line to buy in on Taysom what Hill. What is going on? I don't buy in on Taysom Hill because he's a good tight end in fantasy. I buy in on Taysom Hill because well, he just scores fantasy points. He has one target. Somehow. He, he goes from like 11 targets the last two weeks to one target. I will say, Jawan Johnson was back, so that may have been something having to do with why he wasn't getting the targets. But he throws a 44-yard completion to Rashid Shahid. And then he gets nine carries for 63 yards and two touchdowns. Like, what? Yeah. A, what? I, I, ha- I hate this guy. Service. And it's incredible. It's ground. It's receiving. It's passing. He will find a way in the end zone no matter yeah. what it takes. Nickname what a great USPS. tight end option. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. If he's on your waiver wire, he's worth considering, especially maybe if Darren Waller, who knows? Like, it's. If you needed some security there, my goodness, that's ridiculous. Joe Mixon, yeah. hey, we just brought him up. Just brought him up on Friday's Why show. Does this happen? 20 fantasy points. Fluke for real? Fluke. Fluke. Next. There you go. Javante Williams. Huh. 27 carries. And he finds the end zone for the first time this season. 18.8 fantasy points. Fluke for real? Here's my reason I'm going to say this is a fluke. Yeah, because they went against the Chiefs, and yep. one of the best ways to beat the Chiefs is to keep Mahomes off the field, and yep. you can do that when you rush twenty-seven times with yeah, just one guy. Not to mention, <laughs> exactly, other running backs had carries too. So we're talking about the Lions that had forty-plus rushing yeah. uh, rushing attempts last night. I think this. I think this is a fluke because I mean, this is. It's not, it's not great uh, rushing yards per attempt either. 85 yards is not too bad, but if that was on 16 carries, they'd be like, mm, okay. Like, oh, nice. But no, 27, 27 Yeah. <sighs> I guess I fluke. I it, say it, fluke. Man. Yeah, it was my same reasoning for Jaleel McLaughlin fluke for the last couple of weeks. When the Broncos are winning, they're going to ground and pound. And they're not doing that with Jaleel McLaughlin. They're doing that with Javante Williams. And I will say... The Broncos have won like three games in a row now. Are are the Broncos, Broncos like kind of good? Like I, I I know there were rumors of like, hey, maybe 
maybe Cortland Sutton's going somewhere. Maybe J- Jerry Judy's going somewhere. I heard Sean Payton say they're not shopping anybody. Like they, they might be in a spot I mean, where they, they're like, we could go twelve and five. We could go twelve and five. Let's see what happens here. Maybe who knows? We'll I mean, see. I, by the time this episode ends, uh, can who you knows? can you believe Wes? Can you believe the Denver Broncos are second in the AFC West? What? What are we doing oh here? What are we God. talking about? It's, it's ridiculous. We'll this see what happens like there. sounds like last year. Yeah. Like last year, Saints are like, oh, yeah, so the Chiefs and Broncos battling in and out, and Chargers yeah. can also get 10-plus victories. Yeah. Crazy. Pretty crazy. KJ Osborne, 17.9 fantasy points. Fluke for real? <sighs> I was going to say for real. I was going to say for real until Kirk Torres Achilles, man. Yeah. I was going to say, look at this. He's been targeted a lot. We had complaints start of the year because Addison wasn't getting his targets and his snap counts. But I got I got to hold out because I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Yep. That's a fluke. Cole Komet, 17.9 fantasy points, 10 targets from Bajent. What do you think? Uh, with Bajent next week, I think you can say for real. Yeah. I mean, this is what we said about DJ Moore is that DJ Moore would be pretty bad without Justin Fields, and that seems to be the case. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to say for real for Cole Komet next week at least. Yeah, I think so too. David Njoku looked really good on Sunday, actually. 17.7 fantasy points. Only four catches for 77 and a touchdown, though. Eight targets. What do we think? He had a really good catch and run as well, which is yeah. also really nice to see it of a tight end. And, you know, I'll buy into it because I know that even if – even if, I said if – because we don't know when Watson's going to come right. back. But even when Watson does come back, uh, I, I still feel good about David Njoku and in the way that he was – just reading about Brown's training camp with Watson and just kind of the the way that the chemistry was there and the red zone opportunities. Like I think Njoku is going to be a pretty good option if you ever need a tight end fill-in. So I'll say for real. Yeah, we'll see how it goes there. Hey, another Washington commander, one more. 16.4 fantasy points for Logan Thomas. Wes, what do you think? I mean, let me just remind everyone that uh, Sam Howell threw it 52 times. Right. 52 times. So that's a fluke. Yeah. I remember after our after our Monday night, uh, or the sorry, the Thursday night game against Chicago, we were like, let's see what it looks like when Sam Howell doesn't throw it 50 times. When it, hey, if it seems like it's going to be a game where Sam Howell throws it 50 times, fire up the commander's skill players. Yeah, if whichever it doesn't, one you have. Put him on your bench, whatever's <laughs> going on here. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Jake Ferguson, four catches, four targets, 47 yards and a touchdown. What do you think, Wes? I I almost want to say for real just yeah. because of how great that touchdown catch was. It was like, that was a phenomenal catch. way to start out the game. So and, and Ferguson is someone that we've mentioned before. Yeah. So it's taking some time, but I'll, I'll bite. Yeah, he oh, had a couple sure. down weeks, but he, he, to start out the season, he had like seven targets in almost in like five of his first six games. So we'll see what happens here. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But he seems Dak Prescott loves the tight end, so we'll see what happens. Hey, yep. my last week reach for the stars, hopeful savior, Darrington Evans. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Thirteen fantasy points, West Fluke for real. Move on. Yeah, Fluke. There you Let's go. Just move on. There we go. Let's jump into some of these bad guys here because these guys are bad guys. These guys. Bad guys. These guys are such just bad. because you are a bad guy doesn't mean you are a bad guy. They're such bad guys. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, <laughs> seven fantasy points 
It's looking for real, Wes. I wish I knew how to quit you. I'm not going to say for real on this. I still believe in Ramondre, man. Yeah, I still like I the passing rough, work. But... Yeah. Still like the passing work. Still like the leading. He's... I heard someone say he's the, he's the lead back of a committee on a bad offense. That's that's how that's that goes. Fair. So I just, that's, I don't know. I think it's good things to come. And when they're looking for plays to happen, he'll be involved. So there you go. CJ Stroud, 12.9 fantasy points and his wide receiver won just seven fantasy points. Man, tough day for CJ Stroud. Hard to think this is what's going to happen, though. What do you think, Wes Luger, for real? It's, it, um, I'm a little worried about CJ Stroud as far as fantasy goes, and especially Carolina's not a team to fear. Yeah. I mean, I know they've got some talent on defense and and you know, Panthers fans will will beat the pulpit on, you know, Brian Burns and Joe Horn and you know, I mean a lot of players that are really great and and yeah, and they're young too, but like I mean the Panthers are not a team that shut down your passing game altogether. So uh, I, I just might say for real, because he's still a rookie. Yeah. But hey, you know it's so funny how the season just kind of flips on its head. Remember, remember that time we thought Nico Collins may be a better option. Yeah. Than than Jamar Chase, and now it's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> you're you're not a secret sleeper pick. You're not Puka Nakua, who's been really great you're yeah. still on the texans no disrespect to the texans so i'm gonna say for real on both yeah definitely raheem mostert 10.6 fantasy points fluke or for real fluke yep yeah their offense is wicked we'll be fine miles sanders zero fantasy points just two carries <laughs> <sighs> fluke or for real wes that's for real he had 18 percent snap count man yeah i'm 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 holding uh, out hope they're, for one they're... week on rostering him because I'm going to keep him on the bench just to see if it evens back out to more of a 50-50 split with uh, with Chuba Hubbard, but I don't think so. They changed offensive play callers. It's a very it's disappointing rough. season for Miles Sanders. B. John Robinson, 12.2 fantasy points. <laughs> Wes? Yeah? <laughs> What are we? You can I, go on. What are we doing here? I don't they're know. The, they're at the five I yard have line. No idea. They're at the five yeah. yard line. And Arthur Smith right. goes, You know what play is good here? Let's have Jonu Smith line up at running back and take a toss and then attempt yeah. to throw a touchdown to our third string tight end. Right. While, while Kyle Pitts blocks for them. Who. Who's running this show? Ah! Who has any? I mean, it, what? What? What the hell? What the hell is going on here? What are we what doing? What the hell is going on? What is this? I mean, I almost want to say this is for real because it's like this is so wild. I mean, Bijan's been such a yes. It's been such, he's been a PPR value as well. If five targets is 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 quite nice, but it didn't catch a single one. It, and and I don't understand. It feels like Arthur Smith is is the only head coach in the league that actually like purposefully wants to screw fantasy football players. Like like yeah. truly. Like it feels like he is genuinely like like he gets into into the red zone and he's like, "Oh, you know what feels good right now? Um 
making all those fantasy football players just pissed off. So, uh, yeah. John he's, Smith he's here, well, go ahead and attempt a pass. Oh, okay, coach, <laughs> to who? Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson? No, let's throw it to Michael Pruitt. What the hell are we doing here? Who? 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 What? Who? What? I mean, I, I mean, next week we're going to probably talk about Matt Collins, 27 points, yeah. because he's going to have passing yards No, he's going to have 20 carries yards. for 160 yards and three touchdowns. That's what's going to happen. Because Arthur Smith thinks, you know what? That fake football game is stupid. Suck an egg, do you think dude. Do you, <laughs> do you think he goes up? He's in a fantasy of himself, and people just he like – must be. Like, like some, like all his friends are like, oh, I'm going to take all the Falcons players just because, you know, we love Arthur. And, yeah. like, and he's like, uh, to hell with you. And yeah. he's like coaching specifically against his rivals. And he's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Bichon's got a headache. He's got a migraine. Yeah. He's like, what? What do you mean? He got point three points. What are you doing, Arthur? He's like, no. no and, and we won. Yeah, so you can tell me I'm a bad coach. I know what I'm doing. I think you're spot on. Arthur Smith, find us. Come on the show. Let's talk this out because clearly there's something there's something deeply rooted in you that's making you against Bijan owners. He he was my uh he was at the beginning of the season, he was my fire candidate. He deserves it now. There you go. He keeps winning. That's the problem. That's ridiculous. Anyway. And he's a cool guy. He lost to Will Levis. Fire him. I don't care. Dude likes <laughs> mayonnaise in his coffee. Get him out of here. I'm so I'm so pissed off. That's all right. Cooper Cup, 6.1 fantasy points. Disappointing day for him and Puka Nakua. Puka with just like seven fantasy points around there. Fluka for real for these guys. Oh, I can't quite say for real. I can't. Yeah, 10 targets for Cup is pretty nice. I know we don't know who's going to be under center for the next week or maybe two, but Cooper Cup is still obviously the best player on that offense. He's going to get fed. It, it's yeah, it's 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 Dallas. You know, it's, it's part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's fluke. It's fluke. Chris Olave, nine point six fantasy points. What do we think, Wes? I'm, you know, I went into the season having some speculations on Chris Olave's second round price, and so I, I personally am going to say that's for real because he is not measured up to the expectations we know and and with the Derek Carr acquisition. So I'm going to say this is for real. How do you feel? Um, I think it's a fluke. I think it's a okay. fluke. And I think Chris Olave is a buy low candidate right now. I, I think the targets are still there. So I just, I just think there's somehow somewhere been a disconnect is good. between him and Carr. Last two weeks has been, some feuding between the two, I think. And I think Dennis Allen just needs to look at him and go, hey, get it together. All right? Figure it out. So mm, I'm going to – thanks, dude. I, I think I think <laughs> fluke for now, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Jerome Ford, 4.9 okay. points. What do we think? It's kind of reminded that he's not Nick Chubb. Yeah. kind of reminded of that. So it was nice. I mean, he, I know he is good, but uh, yeah, he's going to be ma- matchup circumstantial. He's going to be a bye week fill in. He's going to yeah. be an injury fill in as well. So I'll say that's for real. Yeah, it was it, really uncertain status going into the game on whether or not he was going to play. Ends up playing. I think part of it may have been just like a slow week of practice. Like, I mean, 
remind you, last week he had the what low, medium, well, well done, rare, mid rare, grade ankle sprain, whatever it was. Yeah. Low grade, high ankle sprain. Yeah, and then he medium then, well over easy. Yeah, and then it's, uh, soft scramble ankle sprain. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Okay. It, it, I don't, slow smoked. Yeah. I, yeah. Low and slow ankle sprain. I don't know. I, I I don't. The Browns like to run the ball. I think he'll be involved. I think you're right. I think he's like a flex play at best, and a bye week filler. So we'll see. I don't know. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Hey, the Packers suck. Christian Watson, 6.3 fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, I was reminded of that as well because week one look, looked amazing. And yeah. then we were like, oh, the Bears just aren't good. And yeah. Yeah, now the Bears, when Justin Fields is back, may, may have figured it out. But, oh, it's it's very evident that, uh, that the Jets won that trade already, even yeah. though – Aaron Rodgers yeah, is hurt. Aaron's like neither of them have yeah. Rodgers, and the Jets are in a better position. So that's for real. Christian Watson, I throw in Romeo Dobbs too. Yeah, I agree. Dante Foreman, four point six. I think it's fluke. Uh, sorry, I think this is for real. I think it's yeah. It, now that Roshan's back, the the running back room is just confusing. So we'll see what happens there. Raiders wide receivers, Jacoby Myers, two point nine. Devontae Adams, two point one. I think this has to be a fluke. But I'm disappointed to close it out. I don't let me know. just let me just. Do you mind if I speak to Devonte Adams just for a moment? Please do. Should I right? take my I headphones take out too much so I don't bleed from the ears? So, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna shout. But no, um, good. hey, Adams, Tay. You know, first name basis, nickname. Yeah. Get it together, because my girlfriend's kind of pissed off with you. Yeah. Okay. This is her first season, and she's pretty mad. All right. Now, she snuck in a win, and she's going to go on to four victories, which is fantastic. But you're not helping. You're not helping. And on behalf of everyone that has you, including my girlfriend, most importantly, get it together. This better be a fluke. I'm done. Thanks. There you go. Yeah, it is. It's a fluke. It's that's that's a fluke. And we're, we're very yeah. grateful that that's a fluke because Jimmy Garoppolo, <sighs> target your wide receivers and uh, pass it accurately. There you go. Let's get to do it yes. for fluke or for real. I had to – sorry, I was a little distracted there for a moment. I had just got a, a text from my wife who just said, you okay? Sounds like you're yelling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, we are. Yes, sweetheart. Yes, sweetheart. I, I am okay. We are. We also – we are yelling. <laughs> we're angry about fantasy football. That's how we do it here on 4th of Joel Fantasy. Anyway, listen – Quick waiver wire, quick Thursday night football preview, and then the pre uh, sign up preseason mid season review. Wes, real quick, waiver ad of the week. Who is it? We have the same waiver wire ad. Do we? You wrote yours down. I was going to say. I mine down. So hey, we're going to share our waiver wire ad. This is going to be a surprise, but Noah wanted to remind himself of some of the players. It's going to be Patriots wide receiver Demario Douglas. Yeah. Oh, I hope you listened to the last episode because we teased them. We said, keep your eye on this guy and look what's happening. And especially, especially with the loss of Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Juju's done nothing. Devontae Parker's done nothing. I'll just pass the baton to you because I'm sure you've got some more specific notes. I don't want to take up all of this. Yeah, no, I, that's that's really it. It's Demario Douglas, 77% snap share on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Top wide receiver ahead of Juju Smith-Schuster. 
well, excuse me, ahead of Juju Smith-Schuster, ahead mm-hmm. of Devontae Parker, and Kendrick Bourne out for the season. Along with Ramondre Stevenson, he seems like he's going to be the next playmaker, especially in the passing game. So, Demario Douglas, rookie wide receiver, he seems like he's going to be a, a guy there. So, I'm a little annoyed that you were on him last week, Wes, because I can't pick him up in any leagues. But nailed it. But Demario Douglas, he is he is the guy. So there you go. He top way around. Yeah. Double down also, fourth control fantasy. For double down. And he's also, I mean, someone that the Patriots just were gushing over in training camp. I mean, he and his yeah. offseason was it was almost like why why did we draft Keishawn Boutte? Because I mean, yeah. this guy seems to be clearly performing as the second, third round pick that we thought Boutte was going to be. Yeah. I don't even know Keishawn's on the team anymore. I'm sure he is somehow, but he might be in the private squad. Is. They cut him and they signed him again he, in three I days. I believe so he is active roster, know. but he plays mostly special teams. But who knows? My Gosh. dynasty team. So aren't I mean. Page, I, I hate this nickname, but at least it gives some uh, context as to how excited Patriots fans are for Demario Douglas. His, uh, they call him Pop Douglas. Um, I don't like that. I think it's a dumb nickname, but at least it gives con- context as to the excitement and the playmaking ability that he he offers. But he's solid. He's very good. Yeah. He might be a. He might be the Iman Ross St. Brown of playoffs in fantasy from two years ago. Yeah. The way that Amon Ra popped off as a rookie, Pop might pop off. <laughs> yeah. It popped so Douglas. Go ahead and sit over on the bench there with Todd Munkin for stupid name team. There you go. That's how you go about that. <laughs> anyway, Thursday Night Football. We're going to jump into a little bit of preview here. We have the Tennessee Titans oh, yeah. taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pretty easy, pretty simple for us this week. Wes and I actually agreed on all three of our must-starts, risky starts, and don't starts. There's the football. You got to start Deontay Johnson coming off a 14 target game. Quarterback situation a little uncertain, but Deontay Johnson is showing that he clearly is the alpha wide receiver on this offense. George Pickens got one target in the game. Now, granted, he took the one target for a touchdown. So maybe they're going to go, we need to get George Pickens back involved again, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if it's Mitch Trubisky, especially, Especially fire up Deontay Johnson. If it's Kenny Pickett, you also want to fire up Deontay Johnson. 14 targets is you can't argue with it. So must start Deontay Johnson. Risky start, DeAndre Hopkins. I know what you're thinking. A three touchdown game with a new quarterback. How can you not start DeAndre Hopkins? We get it. We we get it and we're with you. We understand. You gotta roll him out at this point. But just want to temper some expectations. It could have been a situation in which maybe there's just a little beginner's luck here. Maybe it was a little bit too much of a Cinderella story. We still think it could be okay. We still think it's a positive risk to take. Because if it's if anything we learned, it's that Will Levis looks for DeAndre Hopkins. They have a connection there. So risky start. A little bit of an uptick there for those reasons. Plus, Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be out for Thursday night. But yeah. don't think they haven't forgotten about TJ Watt. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a little bit a little bit interesting for us there. Don't start. Guy we just talked about just mentioned, Will Levis. Listen, might have been beginner's luck. Might have been just a good matchup. We don't really know. But I think it's just a little bit too much of a risk for us. I don't think it's worth starting him. And starting out your week in week nine with Will Levis potentially as a He's a, a second-round rookie quarterback. Had a great start, great debut. 
we're not convinced yet. We want to see him do it again before he becomes an every week starter. So those are Thursday night football, must starts, risky starts, and don't starts. Now let's jump into a mid-season review. Coming into fantasy football seasons, we all have these preconceived thoughts of how players are going to do, how we're gonna <clears throat> how we're gonna perform, who's gonna be the top running backs, the top quarterbacks. We're holding ourselves accountable here. Mid-season, we're gonna go into it with our quarterbacks and our running backs here on this fine Halloween Tuesday. Just want to preface it with these are rankings based off of six-point passing touchdown leagues for quarterbacks and full PPR. No half PPR, no standard, full PPR. So let's jump into it, Wes. The top 10 quarterbacks. These are my top 10 quarterbacks. You're going to be reading off to me. My top 10 quarterbacks. I'm going to compare them to the top 10 quarterbacks currently in fantasy football. Let's get at it. Yes, comparing to a six-point passing touchdown. Tenth overall for you heading to the season was going to be Geno Smith. And uh, he is just shy of the top ten. Um, let me locate him. He's not in the top ten, but he has been fine. He's not been amazing. Where is he located? Oh, my gosh, I had it before all this, and then I just lost it. This is what a way to start out. There he is, 23rd. What a guy. QB oh, nice. 23 on the Love season. It. QB 23. Yeah, he has not been the uh, as proficient, prolific as we thought. Yeah. But, hey, they're right now first in the NFC West, so I guess something's working. But not what we thought was going to happen. Ninth overall, you said it was going to be Justin Fields, and I don't think it's going to happen for either of us because of this injury, but a couple of weeks, he looked like a top 10 quarterback for sure. So I don't fault you. We'll give you a nice little asterisk on that as well. Maybe for points per game, he's still in the top 10. Yeah. Number eight... Tua Tonga Vailoa, and you and I were very similar on this. We thought, like, hey, there's no rushing upside. He's going to have a ton of yards. He's going to have a good amount of touchdowns. But this dude right now is QB3. And yeah, he baby. is he is solid. As Dolphins fans, we're so pleased to see that. But, I mean, he's turning out to be a true value in the draft. If he was, like, ninth, 10th round for some people, he was a second quarterback option for a lot. You and I took him as our only quarterback, at least our first one, and yeah. that's been paying dividends for sure. Lamar Jackson was your QB7. Part of that was going to be the passing game. Was an interest for you how that was going to develop? You thought normally he would be even higher, but he was going to be throwing more, which would can take away from his rushing upside. Very close because he's QB6 on the yeah, season. Baby. And he is playing very well. And aside from how he performed just now in week eight, he has been an MVP candidate. He has had some dominant games, been in a hyped up segment a couple of times. He's been phenomenal. He's been worth the pick. Yeah. Some down weeks, but I like what's happening there. Josh Allen was your QB six. He was not even in your top five. And you and I both had the same expectation going into the season. We thought there was going to be so much more conservativeness for the Buffalo Bills. We thought they were going to rush more. They are going to use their running backs more. They're going to play it more safe. They are going to throw away the ball in the red zone. They were going to avoid turnovers, not going to take as many deep shots. And that's what we thought was going to slide him back, maybe out of the top five. Instead, this boy is QB1 on the season. Yeah. He has scored the most fantasy points out of everyone in the NFL because they are not playing it safe. They're not playing conservative and they 
are playing for better and worse, the same as they did last year. I mean, they're just in the NFL real world context. They're going to head into Cincinnati next week, and they could be looking at a five and four start. Who knows if this is paying off in the real world, but for us, it's working just fine. Yeah. Your top five on the season, kicking it off. You thought Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr, Joe Cool was going to be number five, and it has been a rough start. And as we talked about earlier in the episode about Joe Burrow's performance and the calf injury, we thought this was going to be the end of the season. They may even miss playoffs. Last two weeks, he has been hot. He has been just as we thought he was going into the season. So I'm glad to see the turnaround. We know I have a feeling he'll still make his way in the top 10, even though, let me me keep scrolling. Let me keep scrolling. He's QB 21 on the season. Yeah, 21, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a long way to go to catch up and do at least a top 10 for that kind of merit. But uh, you know who's not been all that hot is your QB4 heading into the year, Trevor Lawrence. He's not been he's not been it. He's not been the guy. They've been winning. They're 6-2. and two. They're essentially tied for first in the AFC because all, all division winners currently are 6-2. and two. But, I mean, let me also just keep scrolling to find him again because – it's it's been a disappointment. He's not too far. He's QB fourteen, but in, in, in non six be... point leagues and non six point passing touchdown leagues, one week sure as a top ten quarterback this season. Disappointment. It's <clears throat> it's been a disappointment. I mean, yeah. it's, some may argue that he is a a bust in fantasy because there's been a lot of 15, 16 point weeks, and we were expecting twenty five plus easy each week, yeah. but it has not been. It's not been the situation for him. Things have been turning around for your QB3. Cracking the top three, you thought was going to be Justin Herbert. And some down weeks here and there, but when he is rolling like he was on Sunday, Justin Herbert is doing great. Right now, he's QB7 in a six-point scoring system. He's been great. Um, eh, yeah, Still up in the air. Half the season to go, obviously, is our midseason review. So we'll see if he was worth yeah. that fifth, fourth-round pick a lot of people took him at. But yeah. could er- do much worse if you've got Trevor Lawrence. Early bye week. Early a, bye week. Let's not forget that. game against Kansas City. Outside of that, in six points. Right. Been 22-plus every single week. Yeah. <sighs> Let's figure it out. It's there. Early. Let's get it to Keenan a little more. Yeah. Just a little, just a little emphasis that right helps there. helps out. Keenan Allen. Good player. Yeah. Your top two quarterbacks of the season, Jalen Hurts was number two, and he is number two heading into week nine. Well, maybe. Halfway through, spot on, and it didn't seem like he was actually playing as a top fantasy player for some time, but last week, uh, Sunday, week eight, was definitely a big contribution to that, but he's still playing, still playing great, yeah. and you wanted to make sure you never discounted and uh, bet against your number one quarterback on the season, Patrick Mahomes. And I'll tell you what, last week did not do him any favors because he dropped all the way to QB4. Yeah. But heading in, he was number two, I think. I mean, just behind Josh Allen. So he's still top five quarterback. It's been a disappointment. There's still some – they look vulnerable. They look beatable. And especially going against Miami, I expect a lot out of Mahomes in the passing game. But – Tell you what, not too bad. And just for fun, we'll share who was in the top 10 that neither of us actually predicted. Brock Purdy is currently the top 10 
six-point scoring system. Had a hot start. They've dropped three in a row. Has not looked all that great. Russell Wilson has made his way in the top 10, and you and I were believing a little bit in him as a top 15 quarterback. One of your what-ifs that you asked, what if Sean Payton fixes Russell Wilson? That might be happening currently. Number eight is the biggest one. Number eight is Sam Howell because he's throwing 50-plus times in multiple games, and he apparently knows how to play very well against the Eagles secondary, and unfortunately he won't get to do it again, but he's balling out in fantasy. Last on the list that will not stay in the top ten. Currently number five is Kirk Cousins. That is obviously not going to change. So if I wanted to throw in one fun option because we take out Kirk Cousins because it almost has been nullified with a Achilles tendon. Jared Goff would then be in the top 10 yep. after his Monday night game last night. That's the top 10. How do you feel on your comparison to the current list and how you've been predicting the season so far? Uh, you know, feel feel okay. Feel pretty good. Only, th- only three or four guys not in there that I had predicted. So, uh, feeling okay. Quarterback, I feel like it's Pretty pretty easy to predict. Pretty easy, that kind of thing here. It's going to be fun, though, here, Wes. Let's jump to running backs. Because oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to run down huh. your top 10 running backs in the preseason for this year's fantasy football year. And uh, number 10, Dalvin Cook, New York Jets, running back. Mr. Dalvin Cook. Am I looking at the correct li- list, Wes, or am I? Am I- oh, scroll down. Scroll, oh, sorry, scroll down. Gotta, scroll oh, down. I was like, there list. ain't no way. Dude, I was there shocked there no for a second. Way. I was like, what are you? Wow. Yeah. He, he really projected no, no. Dalvin Cook. Scroll, okay, I see. Yeah, scroll down. You'll see Arby's with stats, the points, yeah, number 10, it. just played last night. Got it. Yeah. That Tony Pollard. There. That's a little further. Even further. Fr- you, how many lists do you, you have, heard. dude? I'm sorry. Oh, I my got, gosh. I, got, I had so many notes. That's oh the official goodness. one. All right. No, what, RB10. I change my mind a lot. <laughs> That's okay. I change my mind a lot. That's on me. <laughs> RB10, Jameer Gibbs. We obviously have there seen him come on a little bit here. His points won't be – his points and rankings won't be fully updated yet. But after, after a strong week seven, and surely this will jump here for week eight – after week seven, he was RB28. He's obviously was a disappointment to start the year. Now he's been in an opportunity where he's getting to play a little bit more. It's been exciting stuff for Jameer Gibbs, and there should be more exciting things to come. Number nine for yeah. you, West was Ramondre Stevenson. You and I both knew the Ezekiel Elliott signing happened. Weren't too worried about it. What we didn't foresee is the Patriots being this bad at football. Yeah. And they're bad at football. He is currently the RB23 been a little bit of a letdown there for him. RB8, Wes. We both got bamboozled. Mr. Najee Harris. Oh. RB32 currently. He's just been a letdown. It's been it, it, the Steelers. Are, how are the Steelers 4-3 and three with a winning record? We, will, we may never know, but this is just something else. Better days to come. A lot of better days yeah. to come. Your RB7 West was Jonathan Taylor. Now he's uh he's come on pretty well in the last few weeks. He's he played 61% of snaps this past week, but obviously he did not play for four weeks. So a little bit of an asterisk yeah. here. He's currently sitting at the RB45. That'll be sure to go up as he continues to take over this role. Your RB6, 
Alexander Madison. <laughs> hey, right. a top 25 running back. He might be losing his job to Cam Akers. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be interesting to Yikes. check out here. I will say the Vikings are gonna need to rely on these running backs more as they do not have Kirk Cousins anymore here. Your RB5 West was Derrick Henry. He was up there for me. I know that for sure. He's the RB11. Been disappointing hmm. some weeks, other weeks. He wins you the week. I call him the George Kittle of running backs this season. He's been very up and down. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Your RB4, and a little asterisk here, was Austin Eckler. Now, Austin Eckler's missed three games, uh, but he's still a top 30 running back just inside. He's the RB29. He had a great week one, a couple down weeks against a couple good run defenses in Dallas and Kansas City. And then once Sunday Night Football, 23 fantasy points, RB6, RB7 on the week. So he should be just fine going forward. Your number three running back, yeah. we ranted about his coach, Bijan Robinson. Oh. Still somehow a top 10 running back in fantasy football, despite a headache week with 0.3 points. What a oh. guy. Your number two running back, we talked about him a little bit already as well, Wes, is Mr. Tony Pollard. RB15, for some reason, this bell cow role is not translating after the first few weeks of the season. Hopefully we get a little bit of a turnaround here, but Tony Pollard has been a little bit of a letdown for us. And then RB1. Your RB1 on the season, Wes. And the RB1 currently is Christian McCaffrey there, no doubt about it. We knew he was going to be that guy. Now for fun, <laughs> like you did with me, Wes, I'm going to run down the top 10 running backs in this NFL fantasy football season currently. This will be insane. Uh, number 10, Bijan Robinson. There you go. Number nine, nice. Isaiah Pacheco. Number eight, Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams, still yeah, the sure RB8, <laughs> who has not played in multiple games this Two season games. due to injury. Wow. RB8 on the season, Kyron Williams. RB7, Kenneth Walker the third. That was my what if, man. What if Zach Charbonnet yeah. truly is the backup, and we see it right here. RB7 for KW3. RB6, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, wow. RB6, after being he suspended the first three games. games. And he is the RB6. Fantasy oh cheat gosh. code, if you ask me. I believe he's been upwards of 20 points every single game he has played this season. He is unbelievable. RB5, DeAndre Swift. That was your wow. what if, Wes. What if DeAndre yeah. Swift reaches his true potential <laughs> in the Philadelphia Eagles offense? And my goodness, is he ever. RB4, Zach freaking Moss is the RB4 <laughs> in fantasy football. Somehow, Why? even with like 30% of snaps against the Saints, a great run defense, he still oh gets in goodness. the end zone, scores a touchdown. RB3, Mr. Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins. Who would have thought, man? Who would have thought? Come on. And just real quick, his running mate, Devon Achan. Oh, he's still, what is he, still top 15? He is. I'm so sorry, I just had it. Devon Achan is the RB13, and he's played like three games. 
<laughs> so there so you go. Dumb. He's still he's still there in the top fifteen. That's ridiculous. This is my Dolphins wow. offense. RB two wow. Travis Etienne. He has been yeah. absolutely awesome, especially over the last four weeks. Unbelievable. And then RB one Christian McCaffrey. Man, incredible. <sighs> We're going to do this for our wide receivers and our tight ends on our Friday episode. So make sure you tune into that. It's going to be a fun time. And that is going to do it for this episode. Who surprises you the most inside the top 10? I know for me, it's freaking Zach Moss. What is going on here? It's pretty unbelievable. Unbelievable. Drop it in the comments. Let us know. Also, let us know who's going to be your top waiver ad. Is it going to be Demario Douglas? Maybe are you buying it on Trey McBride? Are you jumping on the Will Levis train? Go ahead and let us know in the comments. While you're down there, subscribe, ring that bell, drop a like. Also, make sure you follow us on all our social media. It's going to have a good time on all our social media. Excuse me. I'm getting choked up thinking about Zach Moss. Having to say, yeah. I was like, I'm getting choked up having to say goodbye. Yeah. That happy too. Halloween, never, yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Listen, let us know in the comments if you won your fantasy league as well. We always want to know that. Make sure you make Teddy the Troll smile by following us on all the socials. And uh, join us Friday for our midseason tight ends and wide receivers review, our Thursday night football recap, a little bit of trade deadline buzz to talk about potentially, and our studs mm. and duds for week nine. All that being said, my name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been Fourth and Troll Fantasy. Fourth and Troll Fantasy is a production of FQ Media and Selby Artistic Workshop.